0: Pastor's Heart and Dominic Steele here and today the Senior Minister of Mentone Baptist Church in Melbourne, Victoria uh, and also influential Australian Christian blogger Murray Campbell. And look, we do appreciate your help in getting word out about The Pastor's Heart. You can subscribe to us at thepastorsheart.net or on our YouTube channel or the, the video subscription or alternatively the audio subscription and you could tune in and listen to the podcast later. Now coming up over the next couple of weeks we're talking about how to do Christmas well in your church, and also the difficult and sensitive topic of um, domestic violence in clergy marriages. But today we're thinking about uh, speaking into the public square and into the public debate. And Murray Campbell, thanks very much for coming in. Great to be here. In your latest blog, murraycampbell.net, there's an alarming last line. In the future, will Christians and religious organisations in Victoria, your home state, Have freedom to preach, teach, and counsel and pray in line with their religious convictions. Without significant revisions to the proposed definitions of the Victorian government's attempts to outlaw conversion therapy, the answer is probably no. Now, that's a very strong and disturbing statement, and we're going to spend most of our time today getting to the bottom of that. But first, You're a busy guy with a growing church, and why do you blog and write, and why should pastors blog and write? (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't know if all pastors uh, should be blogging and writing. Uh, It's something I decided to do a number of years ago, as I saw it by talking to Christians both in my own congregation and elsewhere, that there was a bit of a disconnect between uh, public issues, social issues, and the gospel that we believe and cherish, and so I started to write uh, to try and build some of those bridges and those connections. And so firstly, to, yeah, to inform Christians and non-Christians alike of issues of importance that were happening in Victoria. Uh, secondly, to persuade people, trying to persuade people mm-hmm. uh, of how to understand and appreciate issues through a gospel uh, lens, through a gospel perspective. And you've actually had some success in that. Yes, some success. Uh, I mean, certainly when you when you write on, on uh, controversial issues, you'll have people who appreciate it, some who uh, greatly dislike what mm. you have to say. But uh, that the best conversations I have are those that take place in private. And so I've had people uh, contact me. A transgender woman contacted me a couple of months ago and ended up coming to church because of something that I wrote, which was fantastic. Uh, gay activists would come and have a coffee with me and we'll, and we'll talk about these issues and I have opportunities to... Uh, to share the gospel with them, and uh, politicians will ring up from time to time. So, uh, Murray, I've just read this. Can we have a chat? Uh, let's talk about this together. Now, as 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 I would do a sermon, I'm
0: I'm thinking. I mean, and obviously, when you're doing a sermon, you've got a range of people in the in the congregation, and it's the complexity you have of mm. of spanning the audience from the person who's been coming to church their whole life, and the person who's and and has heard the whole series before, and then the yes. person who's new in church, and it's their first time. Yes. First time in church and first time in this series. Yes. How do you think when you blog about your reader? Who is the person
1: you're writing for? Sure. Uh, that will change depending on what the, uh, the issue is and what the article I- is going to be about. I always assume there will be believers, uh, Christians and non-Christians who are reading it. Uh, primarily, uh, the articles will be for Christians, but some are primarily for non-Christians mm-hmm. or even uh, members of parliament that I'm trying to communicate to, to them. Mm-hmm. So it, it depends on the article itself, mm, mm. but but always assume right. both
0: audiences. Now you've talked about informing, persuading. You've also got preparing as a goal.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think it's important for us to be thinking through issues of uh, public significance uh, because they do have uh, bearing on our own lives, our, our families, and mm-hmm. our churches from time to time. And and I th- and these these issues have implications for us as well, mm-hmm. and, and in terms of how we can do family together or mm-hmm. how we can do church together. And so I'm trying to say that we need to prepare for the future. Uh, the culture is changing. It's not changing in a way that is particularly uh, kind to, to Christianity all the time. And so it's helpful for us to be just to be thinking carefully and wisely about how we're going to live our lives together and how we're going to represent Jesus mm. together in, in the years to come.
0: Now, can I just ask you, um, as I think about the different platforms that I communicate on. Mm. I communicate on the Pastor's Heart platform Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking there that the audience is primarily senior leaders of churches, Mm. although it could be the non-Christian, but I'm primarily thinking Mm. the senior leader of churches. Whereas when I think on my public Facebook page, Mm. I'm including the shopkeepers of Annandale you Mm. know, and Mm. the non-Christian media friends of mine and that kind of thing. How do you think that through yourself? Because you, you're, at one stage you're speaking to a controversy within the church or a fight within public Christianity or or
1: and all, does it all end up before your non-Christian friend shopkeepers on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um Well, they, they do read it. Uh, I, I know that. And I think this is something that I, I don't always do well. It's not something that I always get right. It's something that I'm trying to uh, improve at, let's say. Uh, and, and so, if I'm writing on a, on a controversial issue, which I know is going to be unpopular uh, from amongst the, the broader community, uh, I try to remember uh, God's grace to me, and and, uh, and so I want to be not only speaking truth, I want to be gracious. I want to to remind myself and my hearers that we only come to to know the living God because of his grace to us Mm. in the Lord Jesus Christ. And and so I'm trying to remind myself of that as well as communicate that as well as when I'm I'm talking about controversial matters. Mm. That kind of is a good segue
0: into our big theme in this program of The Pastor's Heart. What are some of the heart issues that you've had to wrestle with through being involved in this blogging sphere?
1: Sure, um, I need to be careful of uh, pride, I think, and, and to guard my heart against that, and and again to, to remember that it, it, we are saved by grace alone, mm-hmm. and and that guards my heart becoming a, a pride proudful. Uh, also, uh, when you're interacting with people, the, 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 the most difficult people to to interact with online uh, are, are not the unbeliever, uh, it's generally the, the, the Christians, the, the, mm-hmm. the obnoxious Christians, you know, the difficult Christians mm-hmm. uh, uh, who are very opinionated uh, and uh, can be uh, not always the most... Uh, gentle in their their speech and so I need to be careful and again sometimes I I fall down on this is is to make sure that I'm being gracious and gentle as well Mm -hmm. um, in in the way that I interact with them. Mm. Sometimes the best thing to do is not to say anything. Yeah. Um,
0: Now let's come back to this debate Mm. over conversion practice in Victoria Mm -hmm. and perhaps you could just tell us, start by just saying what's going on.
1: Sure. Sure. Last year, the Victorian government uh, raised the issue of uh, gay conversion practices at, the, at that time, and they've broadened the scope from uh, gay conversion practice to, to all sorts of things, uh, and that they were going to look into uh, to banning these practices. And so they've been uh, sending out some reports. Uh, two reports have been uh, written and received by the government. They have now uh, published these reports, and they're asking at the moment for... Uh, the feedback from the, from the public in in mm-hmm. Victoria, but they have a proposal that they're also bringing to uh, the Victorian people and and eventually to the Parliament next year, uh, in effect to to ban what they call uh, harmful conversion practices. Harmful yes. conversion practices. Yes. What does that mean? I uh, mean, because yeah. I don't want to be harming. No. Yeah, that's right. Um, and. So I have two concerns uh, from the, the information that, and the, that I've been reading. Uh, the first concern is for some of these, uh, I guess what you would call extreme uh, gay conversion practices that have been uh, taking place and have been used by some religious groups. Um, it, it was new to me. I had a, re- a reporter from the ABC call me up a couple of years ago and asked me for some information about these these uh, practices, and, and I had no idea what they were talking about. Mm. And I said, "This is new new to me." I said, "This sounds terrible." I would. Uh, I don't know anyone who does this. I, I would never endorse this mm. So I couldn't really help them mm. as they were asking any questions. And, and so I, I am concerned since I've found out about some of these practices. So what sort of things are we talking about then? Uh, well, I mean, you're talking about uh, exorcisms. Uh, I've, I've heard a story where uh, someone was physically, you know, held down while they were trying to deliver the evil spirits out of a person and, and in order to, to change their sexual orientation. So quite uh, appalling practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my understanding is they and, are. And kind yeah. of, they sound fringe Christian. They are fringe. Yeah, yeah. well, that's that's the thing. Uh, they are, it's practiced by a, a few people on the fringes. Um, you know, I do ministry across denominations and different mm-hmm. Christian groups, and I never heard of it until mm. a couple of years ago. Uh, but I'm concerned that that does happen, and I think uh, organizations and churches need to take responsibility mm-hmm. that we are not harming and, and people just to be in clear, this way. Yeah. I chair Liberty
0: Christian Ministries in Sydney, Mm. and we're about praying for, helping uh, people of sexual minorities Mm. to live godly lives, Mm. um, and that involves prayer and reading the Bible. Mm. You know, yeah, Um, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've not been involved in any of that stuff. You know, that that kind of wacky
1: stuff. And I go, that just sounds weird. Yeah, Yeah. it it does. And. the, the other concern is the, the way that they have framed uh, their, their definition of conversion practices is that it includes pray, prayers. it can include uh, certain Bible teaching uh, as well because uh, so, harm is uh, defined in terms of uh, even asking or suggesting that someone live uh, a holy life uh, without a sexual uh, relationship with somebody, for example. so to, to, to affirm so to urge
0: I mean. Christian teaching, classic Christian teaching. Yeah, classic Christian teaching. Would say um, sexual faithfulness between one man, one woman Mm. in the long-term monogamous commitment of marriage or celibacy
1: otherwise. Um, And that's considered harmful under the the reports that have been uh, submitted to to the government. So to be calling on people
0: to live that way in a week-by-week sermon at Mentone Baptist Church or in a wedding sermon where you endorsed Mm -hmm. classic Christian teaching in the wedding sermon. Um, So we're not actually talking about a a change in the law which would just outlaw, serious though that would be, a prayer group where people were praying for sexual faithfulness in Mm. marriage or Mm. sexual celibacy Mm. in singleness. We're also talking about a, a change in the law which would mean it would become illegal to teach on Romans 1 or 1 Corinthians 6 or one of those other New Testament. um, Is that what
1: you're saying? Uh, Potentially, yes. So uh, with the the proposed definition, uh, teaching on Romans 1, uh, according to an evangelical uh, position on on Romans 1, understanding of Romans 1, uh, could fall foul of this law. How did we get to this even being a serious pr- proposal on the table? I think f- from experience with, with the current Victorian government is that they sometimes highlight uh, a genuine issue and uh, where we, we are not wanting to harm uh, people, mm. uh, with, uh, LGBT people. Of course. We, we want to love them and to care for them and to give them the dignity that they deserve. Uh, but the government has a habit of highlighting one issue and then overreaching, and there, indeed there are significant questions, why do they need to, to, uh, to do this overreach? So the, the government have acknowledged that there are narrow definitions of conversion practice and there are broad definitions. They have chosen at this point in time to go with a broad definition. It, it appears to be
0: a wholesale assault against the mainstream Christian church.
1: Difficult to, to see otherwise. Uh, the, the current government in Victoria does have a track record of trying to uh, squeeze Christianity out of the public square or to control it where it does remain. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, isn't, this is not a new thing. This has been happening for a few years. And uh, so it's very hard, for example, to have scripture classes in state schools, mm-hmm. almost impossible because the, the state government has introduced legislation, which makes it near impossible for that to take place. Uh, and there are other examples as well. So this, this, this is the latest example.
0: Now, yeah. what's the reaction amongst from the evangelical leaders of Victoria?
1: At the moment, uh, there is no reaction. There is silence. Uh, I suspect most evangelical leaders, most Christian leaders, would be unaware that this is being proposed. Um, perhaps when the legislation is introduced next year, they might uh, begin to, to read it upon up it in the newspapers a little more. Uh, But at the moment, it's silence. And we've actually got pretty much a parallel situation
0: in the Australian Capital Territory. Yes, In Canberra at the moment, yeah. Um, Now, I mean, the only place I've really read about it is your blog. Yeah. That's one of the reasons you do the (laughs) blogging. That's right, yes. That's right, to inform, yeah.
1: Um, uh, Have you spoken to politicians about it? I will be. Uh, I have submitted... Uh, a paper to the government, they're, they're inviting uh, Victorians to, to do that. So I submitted a, a paper last night to express my concerns about it and I will be talking to, to politician, uh, politicians across the, the board. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? It's difficult to know. They, the, the government, I'm confident, will introduce legislation to ban conversion practices. The question is how broad will it be? Will be as broad as they're proposing, or with a bit of pressure applied, they might narrow the scope of the definition. That that remains to be seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, if, as you
0: said, it becomes illegal to preach on Romans one, mm. um, uh, what do you think? how, how do you think it's going
1: to play out? I think. Most Victorians won't be concerned about the legislation uh, or aware of it. And I I think, therefore, most churches will be able to preach in Romans 1 and no one is going to be uh, reporting them to to the authorities. I don't don't imagine that happening. But I think once the law is in place, somebody will uh, choose to make a big issue out of it. Mm. And uh, a church or an organisation will find themselves in a lot of trouble. Mm. Just like yours, uh, possibly, possibly, um, but I mean, despite that, we we have very clear uh, I views mean, about sexuality at yeah. um I, I think, and I, and I pray that we have uh, a reputation of, of, of loving people regardless mm. of their sexuality. Mm. And uh, and and we people do come uh, struggling with different issues of the sexual orientation mm-hmm. or identity. Uh, and I praise God for that, mm. and I hope that continues. But uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. I mean, we want to
0: hold. That our loving heavenly Father um, loves us Mm. and wants good for us, and that His teaching is good for people. That's right, right. and and that this whole idea that the Scriptures would be harmful to people—it's just mind-boggling. And I I, want to so strongly reject that, Mm. but so understand the mind of God and His care and love and and wanting his children to flourish, you know, but Mm -hmm. that the best way of flourishing will be in obedience to the creator's pattern of life. Yeah. Yeah. There was another line in the report to the Victorian government which said uh, promoting self-control and abstinence is a form of conversion therapy. That line shocked me.
1: Yeah, it's pretty appalling, isn't it? Um, to to teach what the Bible uh, teaches and encourages those who who follow Jesus, that we are to be uh, holy with our sexuality, as with all our lives. That's going to be uh, problematic uh, if this legislation comes to pass. Now, you've talked about what you've done.
0: What are you hoping other Victorian leaders, Christians, would do at this point in response?
1: Sure. Um, I'd be encouraging Christians around Victoria to be praying uh, to uh, for pastors to be informing their churches that this legislation is uh, coming and uh, to have conversations about that and to be uh, encouraging people to to write uh, constructive letters to their local MPs and to be expressing their concerns uh, to their local uh, members of, of parliament and uh, and hopefully some of the christian leaders around the state might uh, write a uh, uh, an op-ed to a newspaper or something mm-hmm. like that as well. Just mm-hmm. to, do it again, so there is a, a voice to say that we, we are concerned about these extreme uh, practices. At the same time, uh, we believe what the Bible says about human sexuality and flourishing is good and true. And it's important that we have the freedom to keep on teaching and practicing that. Mm. And, in fact, in Bible teaching, the whole message is transformation yes. for everybody
0: all the time to yes. be becoming more like Christ. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Um, What about people who are watching or listening to us from other parts of Australia and many other parts of the world? Um, What would your advice be to the senior leader there? Sure.
1: I think what we see in the state of Victoria is... uh a view that we are the the, the vanguard of, of of cultural change around the country, and as you know, Melbourne is is a greater city in Australia for all sorts of reasons, and uh, the capital. <laughs> you you of, were making
0: so much sense until now. <laughs> the, the capital of everything,
1: <laughs> uh, and uh, and e- including when it comes to sexual ethics, I think we want to be uh, uh, at the the front runner on, on that issue as well to be the influencer for the rest of the Australian culture. So what happens in Victoria? is likely to happen across the rest of the country in, in a few years' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'd be encouraging uh, Christian leaders around the country to uh, to be aware of this, to be uh, helping your congregations by teaching God's Word. But, you know, On Sundays, you'd be preaching about it, to be uh, having uh, seminars about this, uh, to, to be exploring what does it mean uh, to be a, a person made in the image of God, someone who's following Jesus, uh, to be faithful in your marriage, to be sexually pure. and and to be helping our congregation uh, to understand these issues as well as to be encouraging them to be uh, living lives pleasing to Jesus. Mm. I mean, what what I I think is a strategy.
0: If we are not teaching every year on sexuality Mm. thickly and every year on money thickly, Mm. then we're just getting ourselves into bigger and bigger water because the culture on money and the culture on sexuality is so out of step with the Scriptures yeah, right. that somehow or other we've got to make sure we're addressing these every year yeah. in our teaching program. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, and it's only by doing that that we'll be able to ride this this through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Murray Campbell, thanks very much for coming in. Thank you. My guest on The Pastor's Heart has been Murray Campbell And I do hope that you'll go and check out his blog at murraycampbell.net and uh, engage, particularly if you're in the state of Victoria or the Australian Capital Territory in the way that he has suggested. Thanks very much for watching or listening and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week on The Pastor's Heart.